Well, good morning and welcome back to this Friday edition of Let's Open the Bible. It's been a, a very interesting week as we have uh, been uh, pontificating on uh, spiritual warfare and some of the cultural things that are out there. This is uh, Russ and Gavin here with you this morning. Good morning, Gavin. Good morning. How's everyone doing? And the crowd goes crazy. I'm um, waiting for an answer. All right. <laughs> crickets. Uh, so um, we're going to wrap up our discussion for this week on spiritual uh, warfare. And uh, Gavin, I'm going to open us in prayer. If you want to read uh, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, maybe 14 through 18, something like that. Sounds good. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love and grace. Thank you for your word that guides us in all truth. Lord, let us forever uh, love you, serve you faithfully, and in the words of Christ, obey uh, his commands because of our love for him. Uh, Father, thank you for all that you provide us. We ask this all in Christ's name. Amen. All right, Ephesians 6.14, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Amen. So, you know, we see so much in, in um, Paul's letter here to the Ephesians about the nature of uh, the armor of God and the nature of the battle that we face. Uh, he said earlier, you know, we're not facing a battle with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of this age. Gavin, as, as I've given some thought to this episode, I want to ask you a couple of questions because I've heard these questions asked, and I think it's a, it's a good, um, maybe some, some good things to consider for us as believers here in the, uh, in the time in which we live, which is, uh, just seems so prevalent, the, the evil um, and the, the darkness. And I, I don't know, I, I don't know if you've ever been anywhere or talked to somebody and just felt the presence of darkness. Uh, I have. Yeah. It's quite unsettling. It is. Uh, and so I, I'm always very aware of the deceitfulness of my own heart and uh, the power of my mind to, to conceive and um, th of things that are not there. So I want to be aware of those things. And at the same time, when I was in China uh, at the Summer Palace and walked into that Buddhist temple, I uh, just felt uh, certainly cold, and, and uh, but it felt cooler than outside in terms of temperature, but there was also a spiritual coldness to there. And, and it did cause me to, to, in that moment, take notice of something spiritual that was uh, disquieting, discomforting. So, um, and again, uh, I don't want to project my feelings onto that situation, but there have been other times when you're around people uh, or in situations that feel very much like there is a demonic presence. Yeah, and, and it is such an unsettling... Uh, uh, the best way I can think of it maybe is how you get that polarity of batteries, or I mean uh, of magnets, mm -hmm. and, and they will not come together, right? They right. just, you know, and it's kind of that type of tension uh, spiritually speaking, when you feel that presence of darkness. Um, and, and so anyway, the question is this, demonic possession, right? There's, there's some people have a bit of a, I don't know how to word it, uh, a, an interest in these types of things. You know, the movie, The Exorcist, one of 
maybe the scariest movies uh, that, that people have told me that they've ever watched. Now, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I really struggle watching that. We talked about that in a previous right. episode. I mean, that just, I can't deal with that kind of stuff. Um, it it uh, is, if, if the word ibijibis <laughs> is anything, I get them, whatever they are, right. uh, down deep in the cockles of my heart, wherever that is. But, but the question there is, uh, all right, first of all, demonic possession. Mm-hmm. So we, we see it throughout scripture. Right. Um, a, uh, do you believe demonic ex- uh, possession still happens? And B, um, can a believer uh, experience demonic possession? Uh, so I think I said last this week, and I, I think it was one of the episodes, I said sometimes we unwittingly are used by the enemy. Sure, that would be Peter-esque, you know, where he's, get thee behind me, Satan, yeah. that he has set his things on, on his mind on the things of the world, things against God, things instead of God, rather than the things above. So I think there are several places in Scripture that give us an indication of what that spiritual warfare, uh, the battle that we are in and uh, with whom we are fighting. So you have that with Peter. Um you have you have in Romans one eleven for Paul says for I long to see you that I might impart some spiritual gift to strengthen you. Well, there's a there's something spiritually necessary in order to strengthen them from discouragement and, and despair maybe. And so um, you're in a you're in a battle for uh, your heart and your mind. Um, there's anger and sin that can creep in. So so it says you know don't let the sun set on your anger. Giving we're not to give the devil a foothold. So sin can allow um, some some. Um, well, maybe the best way to do this is just to walk through Ephesians 6. But but to answer your question before we get into Ephesians 6 and just say, wait, why do we need this piece of armor in our battle against spiritual darkness? Yeah. And just piece by piece walk through what, what that may look like. But let, let's just say, so um, can are people possessed even today? And I would say absolutely. And I would say the majority, we, we talked about this before, the majority of those times are, are addressed by patiently teaching and praying for those that are led astray. So the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, um, uh, correcting his opponents with gentleness. The, the Lord may perhaps grant them repentance, uh, leading to a knowledge of the truth after being captured by the devil. So there's some type of, of uh, manipulation. Uh, here's another one. If our gospel be hid, it is hidden to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. So there's a blindness and a capturing of their mind that is most often addressed by teaching and prayer, which is why the, the, the pastoral ministry is so important in Acts 6. Hey, you guys go about serving the tables. We need to be about prayer and, and the word because this is how we address most of, of the spiritual things that are going on right now. So go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, uh, just I don't recall there where he says the God of this world. Mm-hmm. Is that a reference to God or a reference to Satan? Satan. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So, so what you're saying there—that he's passage, blinded the minds, right? That's where I was going. See, I have experienced somebody that I felt like it was almost like the enemy was saying he's mine, right? Well, that's a blinding of the mind uh, of them which believe not, right? So, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So, 
So again, the, the, the devil is blinding them. But what we do is we, we speak truth into that situation. We speak scripture into that situation. Yeah. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we pray. That's why we pastors, I, I know that we do not pray as much as we ought. At least I, and maybe you say, man, my, I am just incessantly and constantly in prayer. Praise God. But, but, but if, if we had a better sense of the spiritual warfare going on all around us, we would be uh, without ceasing incessantly yes. in prayer. Yes. So, so then, then we get back to, and, and lastly, let me go back and say that um, there is a, a type of demonic possession, oppression that comes out only by fasting and prayer. And, and so there is a, a kind of the next level, and that is very rare. I have not seen that yet in my life where, you know, um, some pastors that I respect greatly both said that in their entire 30-plus year ministries, both of them acknowledge one apiece, that they've seen one person that was consumed in that very particular scary way by the devil. So they say they were empowered supernaturally? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so did they perform some kind of exorcism? They stayed and prayed, and one of them talks about how uh, they prayed and prayed and prayed and, and continued to pray and read scripture. Uh, spoke truth, spoke into truth, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and prayed. Light um, overcomes darkness, right? Absolutely, and so, um, and then at the end of this, you know, and I forget the length, but let's say an hour or two of praying, this person eventually calmed down, and you could see uh, reason return to this person's eyes after they had been overcome by this demonic, uh, even devil oppression. You know, I've said before, it would not surprise me to learn that a lot of what we see, the gratuitous evil that we see people uh, commit, the atrocities, the shooting in Las Vegas in 2017, you know, where so many, what, 117 people, or whatever the number was, was massacred at, at that concert. It would not surprise me to learn um, that, that that was just a demonic pr uh, presence. At least the spirit of the Antichrist is here, yeah. right? So th that that those spirits that don't confess Jesus and those spirits that are leading people away from God uh, and to do these acts, yeah, that, that, that would be very much in, in line with what the Scripture tells us. Or, or even these young people that, that go into a school, you know, they bring their gun and they just start shooting people. I mean, it was in, in, in the Bible, it talks about that, uh, that Satan entered Judas. Right, right. So, uh, and then last, would a Christian be, uh, uh, is it possible that a Christian would be possessed? And I think greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so they cannot, they cannot cohabitate. Jesus said a house divided cannot stand. Yeah, right? they, they cannot cohabitate. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit. Right. I don't believe an evil spirit's going to indwell uh, the body of somebody empowered or indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, that would be I mean, that my is thinking. Not, that is not possible according, yeah. in in the way that I understand Scripture. That would absolutely not be possible. Yeah. So yeah, there's no cohabitation there. Uh, the the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in you, and certainly there is that sin that that dwells in you. That'll keep you busy. Some and and I think you made a great point earlier today. I don't know if it was when we were talking privately or or maybe it was even uh, on air. But you said, um. I forgot the point, but it was really, really good. Um, I'll pat myself on the back. <laughs> I'll give you credit for something that I can't remember what you said now. Um, it was profound. But, but, oh, it, it, you were just talking about sometimes we make everything, everything spiritual. And listen, my flesh alone gives me enough to keep, you know, keep me busy. Uh, and if I just say, well, the, you know, the devil made me do it. No, that that's you. And you need to deal with that in a slightly different way than you deal with the devil. Yeah. What I know. said was if everything's spiritual warfare, nothing's spiritual warfare. Right. And so what I, what I, I think one of the things I'm hoping that we're able to accomplish in this episode, if we have time is maybe 
putting some handles on what, what is spiritual warfare. Because I hear so much, and I, I think I've heard you use the expression, I don't want to give Satan credit, right? I don't want to, I don't want to uh, assign uh, credit to Satan for something like, you know, I had a flat tire and I was on my way to an important meeting and so I didn't get the job and that's just the, that's just the devil trying to, you know, prevent me from moving forward. You yeah. know, I've heard people kind of use that yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's spiritual warfare. Right. And, and again, I know that uh, even in among mature Christian circles, there is some weird verbiage yeah. that takes place. So, for example, um, there is a, a Baptist agency where you go out and you, you talk about, you know, in these prayer walks and the spiritual warfare that ensues. And so, you know, people were coming back and said, I felt a spiritual presence at, you know, when I went out a mile to the east of, of the compound, I felt a spiritual yeah. presence. And, and so, you know, I know this guy that said, yeah, and I double map it jokingly. Yeah. He was joking. He, he was kind of, uh, it was a satire of what they were, they were, talking about and he said listen so i doubled back and and that you know they flanked me to the left but i brought in reinforcements from the right and we you know took the high ground and and it's it just gets almost bizarre oh yeah and people will tell you at that point oh stop it you're mocking us but but that's the language until somebody calls it to their attention that's the language that people are using and i'm not one that does not believe in spiritual warfare i'm not one that says that there is not demonic and angelic out activity out there and and much of it we don't know about we will entertain angels unaware yeah. we, we we are often oblivious and and biblically people are oblivious to spiritual things going on around them i'm not one that doesn't say that that I say that that is a reality, that, that there is a spiritual you presence as a reality. I, I affirm that and confirm that, right? But sometimes we talk about it in a way that is um, goofy. silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's silly. goofy. <laughs> All right, I'll say goofy too. We'll be on the No, no, I'm going to go with silly if you're going to go with goofy. Yeah, but I think you're looking at me when you say goofy. You're looking yeah. at me like I'm goofy. I wasn't trying to do that. Yeah, Sorry that about is, that. All right, but I If am. the shoe fits, Dorothy. There, there you go. All right, so so let's get back to if we have time. We're at 13. Okay, we, we have some time. Um, if you'd follow along, Ephesians 6, 14, let's maybe just we'll go through uh, as we in this battle. We put on the whole armor of God, and we're wrestling not against flesh and, and blood, uh, but against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So why would we need to put on the belt of truth? Well, uh, the truth will make you free. Jesus and, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the devil is a? He's a liar. He's the father of lies. There you go. You know what? And Jesus told the Pharisees, you know, we, we like that uh, warm, uh, fuzzy bunny Jesus, but, you know, he told the Pharisees, you are of your father, yeah. a liar. yeah. Yeah, so. I, and, and I love that. And, and, and there is a, you know, I'm, I hate to acknowledge this. I'm not, I'm not the biggest contemporary Christian music fan, but, but there's a song, well-known song where they go, but the voice of truth, right? You know, that let the word speak truth against the lies that the enemy is trying to work in your life, to sow yeah. into your life. So that's the blueprint we have with Jesus. Belt of truth. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah. I mean, we're clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Right, but why, why do we have to worry about uh, uh, righteousness, um, I guess, unrighteousness creeping in? Oh, I mean, man. so what? We, we got wicked hearts. That's why it's a breastplate. Sure. Yeah, we've got wicked hearts, but but I, l let me just tell you what I've experienced in my life, and then I'll tell you when it says, don't let the sun set on your anger, it gives the devil a foothold. I'm going to tell you this. If you want to battle with believing in God and his promises— Believing that he is, and that he is the rewarder of every, uh, uh, that he is the rewarder of all those who diligently seek him. If you want to wrestle with that, allow sin to exist in your life. Hmm. 
Can I tell you, there's a, there's a really weird fact. And I hope that somebody, you know, calls me on this. But do you know the largest fish ever, ever, freshwater fish ever caught? The largest freshwater fish ever caught? I would assume a catfish. It's a, it's a stingray. A 660-pound stingray caught in the Mekong River, replacing the former biggest freshwater fish ever caught. And somebody could say a stingray's not a fish. That's between you and somebody that knows better. I'm just telling you what I read. The biggest fish that replaces was 600, I think, and 35-pound catfish. Guess where it was found? In the Mekong. And, it, and then I read you know, that this, this person that knows fish uh, says that the reason is because it's a really rich environment that allows for this type of growth. It is a large and rich environment. And I just thought that's what happens when we allow sin to exist. Yeah, It starts growing. And if in and, and that environment, if it's large and rich, that sin will push out a lot of joy and push out a lot of, of, of righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you need to address the sin while it's small. Why, while it is immature. All right. And as the shoes for your feet, uh, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, the gospel of peace is a, is a starting gun. Uh, you, I mean, so peace with God, peace with men, that good news of the, the glorious gospel of peace, um, that makes you ready in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. Why do we need faith to, in, in dealing with spiritual in in battle without faith it's impossible to please god for one you know we have to to believe that that god is our shield he he is our fortress our rock so i love how you brought up that imagery and i'm going to tell you this faith reminds you that god is for you faith reminds you that god is good and he's a rewarder faith reminds you he is able the devil wants you to be convinced that the, all of those are not true, to, right. to sow doubt into those beliefs. And so what happens is when, when you're in this battle and, and you don't believe those things, you run from God out of a strong and protective tower as opposed to fleeing under his great and mighty wings into your refuge and your strength, your strong tower. And that it, all began in the garden. Oh, yeah. Yes. With the, with the deception, the lies, sure. questioning God. Yeah, did he really say, right. Um, and the evil one, we are in battle. There are flaming darts, and, and the evil one is the one sowing doubt. So you need that, that uh, shield of faith. Uh, and the faith, I, what we believe is the entirety of Scripture pointing us to God. So some people, you know, we don't want to just believe lily pads of faith. We want to believe the entire council. Um. And where else? Uh, and the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, right? And praying. That's armor. We've got to be in the word with faith. We've got to be praying with faith. They're all related. Yeah. You don't pray to one that's not able. Right. You know, and, and when you believe what the word says, you're on your knees. So they're all related and we need, you know, that armor needs to be comprehensive. Yeah. Amen. Well, this has been such an interesting discussion this week on spiritual warfare. I hope this has been good for for you, Gavin, for you, the listener. It's been good for me. And as we chew on these things and meditate on these things, we serve a living God. Uh, He is a God of the living, not of the dead, uh, just as his son rose up. And uh, he is able. He is an overcomer. Uh, We have victory in Jesus. And so uh, this weekend, I hope that you will um, 
take your time to open your copy of the Word of God and spend time in it, spend time in prayer, putting on the armor of God because you are in a battle. You just may not see the participants of that battle, but make no mistake, you are in a battle. Until we see you on Monday, keep opening your Bible. God bless. Be in the house of God this weekend and worship and praise him because he is the one true God. See you then. Thank you.